Hello and welcome to the Data Cloud Podcast. Today's episode features an interview with Mark Jennings, CIO of Analytics and AI at TUI. Mark has spent the past seven years at TUI, revolutionizing their approach to analytics, and we're excited to hear his expertise today. In this episode, Mark talks about mastering your ABCDs, leveraging data and vertical integration, the future of democratized data, and so much more. So please enjoy this interview between Mark Jennings and your host, Steve Hamm. Do you want to learn how the Snowflake Data Cloud can take your company and your career to new frontiers? From August 3rd to October 30th, the Data Cloud World Tour is making 26 stops around the globe to share how to use and collaborate with data in unimaginable ways. Hear from fellow data, tech, and business leaders, and get the latest on generative AI and innovations at Snowflake at an event near you. Learn more and register at snowflake.com slash data dash cloud dash world dash tour. So Mark Jennings, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Steve. Uh, thank you for having me today. Thank you. Yeah. Now, in the United States, few people have probably heard of TUI. So please explain the company's business, where it operates, and a bit about the competitive dynamics. Certainly. So TUI is one of the world's leading tourism groups, and we operate all under a single sort of umbrella chain, which is obviously known as TUI. We have a very broad portfolio of, of operations. This includes over 1,200 travel agencies, five leading online portals. We have five airlines with over 130 aircraft. We have over 400 hotels and also 16 cruise liners. So a very extensive and vertically integrated business. So we service over 20 million customers a year, and we operate our operations and, and packages to over 180 regions across the world. As a business, we have over 60,000 employees, and these are largely based across three regions in Europe. So we have the Northern region, which comprises the UK and the Nordic countries. We have the Western region, which comprises Belgium, Netherlands, and France. And then we have Central region, which comprises Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and Poland. And that's our core headquarters. So we have a, a key feature as part of our business, as well as selling lovely holidays and experience and dreams to our customers, is our corporate culture. And we have a very strong global responsibility for economic, environmental and social sustainability. And we have over 20 years of commitment to sustainable tourism. So I hope that encapsulates and gives our, our listeners a view of, of what TUI is. Yeah, that, you've done a very good job. You know, this whole idea of being integrated in every in every sort of way, that's kind of unusual these days. Are are, the, are your competitors also ver vertically integrated? Is that a big advantage for you? Yes, it's, it can be an advantage because we can look after the, the whole of the customer journey all the way from them browsing on the website, uh, making inquiries as part of their search uh, and browse experience when they're looking for what they want. We can support them in terms of content, uh, any questions and material. We can support them right through the booking process if they want to make any changes to their booking. And then we can take them all the way on holiday. So we transport them obviously via plane or, or on a cruise ship and then we look after them in their destination. We can offer them experiences whilst they're out in destination. And then also then we bring them home at the end of it. And then we obviously follow up if they have any questions. So the market is changing, though. We do have competitors who, who are, do operate in an online business. Yeah. So I think 
being vertically integrated like you are, one of the things it does is it helps you really understand your customers because you have so many touch points. So what kind of information or profiles do you have on customers and, and how do you kind of secure their privacy and, and things like that? Okay, yes. So we, we obviously, we do capture our customer data. Customer data for TUI and for, for, for every industry is key. You need to obviously use that data to give you insights into your customer preferences, their loyalty, how you can interact with them. So what's their consent, their marketing preferences. So all of those insights and data we can then use to power various capabilities and features that help us deliver the service and the products that our customers want, whether that's content, prices, loyalty programs, these things, the customer data is key to be able to understand your customers' needs and then turn that into something that is useful for both of us, both for TUI and for the customer. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Now, the travel industry was really shaken by the COVID-19 pandemic. So what lessons did TUI learn from the pandemic to ensure that it can meet its customers' needs in the new normal and manage business operations efficiently? Okay, so there, there's a couple of things. There's probably three key points that I, I, I'll pull out. So the first one, it is all about the customer. So during COVID, clearly no customers, no revenue, very challenging times. As customers came back, it's very clear that expectations had changed, but equally we need to be able to respond, respond to them well during these difficult times. So being more flexible with our policies and rules around amending and changing holidays during this period, holidays were constantly being cancelled and changed as destinations were opened and closed. We needed to be flexible and support them during the, that, that cycle. Additionally, customers had, we've understood that customers want and demand a greater breadth of products and destinations where they can go on holiday. So, where, and also within that, they want a greater depth of flexibility in terms of flying days, locations, duration of holidays. And also, we need to be able to personalize our communications to our customers. So constantly talking to them, updating them of what's happening, what's going on during periods of turbulence. Off the back of that, we have learned that we need to continue that into our normal operations. Yeah. yeah. So there, There's a lot of anxiety when people travel. Before, during, and, and maybe even after. So it seems like a lot of what you do is designed, for, I mean, for all sorts of positive reasons, but also it kind of relieves the anxiety of the customer, right? Well, it can be, yes. I think yeah. pe people, it's a big investment for people. Yeah. Yeah. When you go on holiday, they look forward to it. It could be the, the one big spend of the year. We have to make it truly special for them. And if we can do that, then they will come away. They will be happy with TUI and hopefully they'll rebook with us again next Good. year. Good. Yeah. That's great. Now, what is your role at TUI? Kind of explain the company's digital transformation strategy and also the role that data and AI play in it. Certainly. So, so my role at TUI, I look after all of the commercial systems at TUI. So that's your pricing systems, your yield systems, your planning systems. I look after all the commercial data and analytics, all of the customer data and analytics, and then all of the customer systems as well. Mm -hmm. 
So in terms of our digital transformation, our key and our ambition as a company is to build platforms for all of the business functions. So markets and airlines, aviation, the experiences, and then we need to enable them to work effectively and efficiently and and right size and optimize their ability to deliver these additional products and services to to our customers. So within the digital transformation, so technology has had its own strategy around how we support that. So we based it around a very simple acronym. So ABCDS was was, was how we used it. So our transformation was around A, APIs and real-time events. B, big data. We understand the power of big data. We need to collate it. Once we collect data, then we can exploit that in terms of the additional services and capabilities we deliver to our business people, which they in turn can make deliver better services to our customers. We had C Cloud, so we have moved, we are moving everything to the cloud to enable us to be able to exploit the scalability reliability we have with that technology. D was DevOps. We want that ability to be able to constantly and consistently integrate and release our software. And the S stands for security. So we have a security first policy. So everything we build and develop has security in mind and when we design it. So and then within that, my role has been to build new and exciting technologies and capabilities for the business and to understand that data is key to understanding our customers. So we need to develop better products and services. We can help data to deliver uh, better internal operations where we reduce cost and waste. And then we also want to use data to deliver more insights so we can make data-driven decisions. So rather than our employees using their gut feel or working off spreadsheets where we have manual intervention, they can truly use data and insights to power their decision-making so they're far more accurate and far more timely. Outstanding. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm, I've been looking at a PowerPoint. Yeah, well, this, this, is, our, this is our ambition. We are on, we are on the journey to, to yeah, get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that, that's great. That's great. Now, I understand there have been some leadership changes at TUI, new CEO, CIO. Yep. How do you expect that to affect the business strategy, the data strategy? Certainly. So Sebastian Abel, he's our new CIO. He took over last year. Um, He has got a wealth of experience within both the tourism industry and at TUI. He was previously our CFO, so he comes with a very strong financial background, but equally he has had technology roles previously at TUI. I think those two things are extremely powerful as we move forward. So he understands the bottom line, how we need to make money, where we need to make money, works with the markets to be able to maximize our revenue, but equally he understands technology and the power of technology and how important it is as we move forward that we we exploit technology and we invest in it and technology needs to underpin our digital transformation. I think the other thing that probably I'd like to say about Sebastian is he also understands about the day after tomorrow and we need to innovate and we need to move fast and actually we need to be collating ideas from the 60,000 employees that we have across TUI. We need to harness that power and we need to be thinking about new things we do. And he wants to support that. He wants to ideally have a culture of entrepreneurialism where we, we, we do exploit these ideas and we take them forward and we listen to our colleagues because it's 
not everything should be top down. We can have great ideas that people can bubble up from, from, from beneath us. And we need to learn where these things can help us. And then we need to move fast, do mini POCs, do mini MVPs, get things out. Are these going to work? And ideally, we productionize them as quickly as we can. Uh-huh. Now you have been at Tui for many years. You've you've worked your, not too many. You don't work that old, right? Feels like uh, it. Yeah. So you've worked your way up the leadership ranks. So how has your career there prepared you for these challenges and opportunities that you're you're talking about today? Cool. So so I think firstly, uh, you know, Tui has afforded me the opportunity to work in many different different roles. I've probably changed roles. I've been at Tui for 21 years now, and I've probably moved positions every two years. Mm-hmm. I think I think reflecting that ability to move into different roles within technology, supporting just about every different part of the business that's given me a very good insight into how the business operates, what its needs are, but also it's helped me to build up a network of people who I can trust and people who I can go to and people who can support me. So that's been the the, the first thing I would say. And I would encourage anyone who's listening to take that leap of faith. Sometimes it can be quite nerve wracking if going into a new role, you don't know it, don't know it. But I, for me, getting that broad and rich vein of experiences has really helped me and really set me up for, for, for the way forward. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, I find, it's hard to remind myself, but I actually have a belief that unless I'm a little bit uncomfortable with something that I'm doing, yeah. It's probably not challenging enough or, or maybe maybe even occasionally a lot uncomfortable. So I keep trying to kind of add dimensions or ambitions. I, I, I would agree with you. And it might not be for everyone, but, but yeah. for myself, yeah. feeling that, that, that challenge, that excitement, that what's new, what am I going to learn and what's going to be different, that, that is what's really motivated me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say yeah. the, the other thing that I would say I've learned a lot is always to look around you and look, 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 at, look at leaders, look at people who, who you can mimic their behavior, where, where, they, where you're really impressed with, with what they do. But equally, you can look at maybe some negative behaviors and learn maybe you shouldn't yeah. be like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. You know, it's interesting. There's actually a, a book that's been published in the United States and I guess worldwide by an author named Dan Lyons. And I, I probably shouldn't say the full title of the book, but it says, shut the up. <laughs> and it basically, the, uh, the, the, it's a very, the lesson is very simple. Just listen. Sometimes it, when we're in meetings, it seems like people are just like waiting for a chance for them to say the next thing rather than actually listening to what the other person is saying. You know, this may sound too simplistic, but frankly, in my many years in different organizations, that is true. It's just the, the art of the art of, of authentic listening, I think, is really valuable for anybody in an organization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if we had more people that were succinct, then uh, some of our meetings, <laughs> some of our meetings would be much shorter, wouldn't they? Yeah, just, yeah, just get absolutely. to the point. <laughs> absolutely. Now, um, when and why did Tui start using Snowflake's data cloud? Okay, so probably rewind to maybe about 2017, 2018. We were looking at new products. We were looking at solutions uh, the where we were, could scale more than we could say. So like many organizations, TUI is a very cyclical business. We have massive peaks and then massive lows. So 
we were constrained with the license models that we had previously. So we were very keen to move to a more consumption-based license model and offer all the other benefits that come with working into the cloud. We spent a couple of years looking at different products, did a number of POCs, and then around 2019, we ran our final POC that, that... made us decide that Snowflake was the choice of us. So we had been, we were running the same experiment or the same piece of work with a number of different technologies. The only one that we managed to get anywhere near completing was with Snowflake. And the benefits that we found as part of that, so why why was it so, so successful? So very easy to use, very easy to pick up. Our developers could, could start very, very quickly, and we were able to complete our task and deliver all the requirements in next to no time. And it was a very, very successful piece of work. Oh, very cool, very cool. Hey, for some of our listeners who may not know the jargon, what's a PAC? POC, sorry, a, a, POC. Proof, of, a proof of concept. A proof of concept, okay, yes. so I misunderstood on, on two levels there. Sorry, sorry. about that. So <laughs> POC, proof of concept, very good, very good. Now let's look, let's look to the to the future a little bit. What role does Snowflake's data cloud play in the data and AI strategy going forward? Yeah. Okay, cool. So today we have largely used Snowflake to consolidate a lot of our data from around the group. So I think if I mentioned we had we had a number of different markets, so UK Nordic, historically we have had local IT operations and within there we have had local data warehouses, etc. As part of our digital transformation, we have been consolidating and harmonizing all of that data into our into a Snowflake's data cloud. Today, we are not only are we are we using that data to provide reporting and insights for for people who are working across the group. So we want to understand how we're operating a global sphere, not just a local market sphere. But equally, we are now using that the, the data that we've consolidated to run our pricing systems, our yield systems, our planning systems, and equally the data that we we have got today, we're using that to power some of our models and build our models and train our models. So whether that's recommendations and the start of personalization, to, to, to do that, we often require large amounts of historical and quality data. And Snowflake is the source for that once it's been consolidated. Now, you, you've talked briefly about AI hot topic today in the world. I mean, just like almost like too hot, you know, Uh, (laughs) crazy. So, so how do you see the business evolving with AI and analytics kind of in the near future? Okay. So in in the broadest sense of, 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 of AI, I think clearly the, the big topic that is in the news a lot at the moment is around generative AI, particularly chat GPT, and that, that's often quoted, although yeah. clearly there, there, there's many more solutions and products within there, but chat GPT is, is often the one that's called out. Yeah. So both for, for all businesses and for the, the travel the travel segment as well, it offers both opportunities and, and threats. So it can it can help with content creation, it can help with interacting with your customers it can help with back office operations so there's a whole suite of customer facing tools that it can help with it can help improve the way they search for your products 
Also, where we see generative AI offering benefit is to your internal operations and within technology. It can help you know, suggest better coding. It can help snippets of code. It can help suggest test scenarios. It can help you to write a document for for, for someone or write a role profile. It can start when you have a a mental block or or you can't think about getting started, you can type it in and it will give you a template and then you can correct it and add your, your magic to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I notice all the examples of that you've used are very much the human using AI as kind of to expand their capabilities, things like that. I don't know if you saw it, but just a couple of days ago in the news, Elon Musk, like a thousand scientists and, and business leaders basically issuing this call like, hey, let's be careful with these with these foundation models with generative AI. And, you know, the whole, there's this whole concept of artificial general intelligence when yeah. AI gets to be as smart as an individual or maybe all humans, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and I, I mean, what's your thinking about that? I mean, how do we as business, business <laughs> community or society kind of put, can we put limits on that? That's going to be tricky. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good question. So, so yes, I did, did, did see that. Uh, and we, we just discussed this day at our IT board earlier yeah. on. Yeah. So I think there's, there's, there's two things in there. So firstly, as an organization, we need to operate and use this technology with guardrails. So we need to put the right set of processes around it. If we are going to unleash this as a capability within our organization, what does that mean? We need to be able to help our employees to use it effectively, but also in a safe manner where we're not exposing customer data, confidentiality. So I think that, that, that that's the first thing that I can immediately influence and I can immediately work with. And I think we should all be doing that for anyone who's working in technology. I think the, the wider conversation around where it's going to, you can see that you can see how it is exploding and and the the advances in technology. I wouldn't comment on whether I think it's it's a danger, but you know people who are more intelligent than me are talking about it, and I will listen to what they have to say in the future. Yeah, no, very good, very good, Mark. So the future, that's a nice cue. Looking out over the next year or so, what are the major trends you see emerging in data management, data analytics? Okay, so I, I think the thing I think it's again it's a, it's about data. So again, when we talk about again generative AI, large language models, all of those things need to be trained with with, with data. So whether this is your own data, whether this is data that you've bought in, whether this is publicly available data, how you get this will depend on whether you, in in effect, I think, have competitive advantage over your competitors because you have access to a unique set of data and you are training your models to be smarter and more effective and you're delivering a better outcome. So data for me and where you source it from and how you make it available is, is, is essential. I mean, tools like marketplace and other things that snowflake offer that's great you can start to get access to data that's that people are offering yeah yeah Yeah. but equally if you've got good data there's an opportunity for you to sell it onwards to other people so i think that there's a growth in that space yeah very very good i see the future what a fascinating modern age we live in is this what the future holds now, I'm going to ask you to put on your visionary cap. Looking out five years or more, 
How do you see data analytics affecting business and even society? Uh, well, I think I think we spoke about it about yeah. it earlier. Where 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 is it heading? Gosh, it, it, five years ahead, uh, I would I would hate to predict where we are. <laughs> it's moved forward so so fast in the last six months. Is there going to be another set of yeah, evolutionary changes that that we could implement? I think data and analytics remains fundamental to, to to business and society. I think it underpins everything that we need to do and it underpins a lot of how we need to operate and who has the data i think the power is in their hands often and we need to yeah we need to be careful yeah yeah no i think that's a good point no it's, it's interesting to get the 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 context i mean when i look back at kind of data and the history of data being used i mean really it starts for me with census when when countries started to collect census data. And that was in the United States, I think it was 1890s, but they put it on computers in the 1930s. And then you see from then to now, you see like these kind of an overall arc of advances, but then you see these kind of big steps when, when things just, you know, jumped ahead. I mean, things like a sequel, you know, things like that, you know, querying language and things like that. Then big data, but, you know, 28, 2010, things like that. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see the the overall arc of progress and then these when these things happen, these turning points, when when there are huge pro, huge progress is made, almost too much to digest, yes. you know, all at once. And I, I think we're seeing that now. So very interesting. It is. And I think we have to be prepared for it and, and yeah. you know, take the opportunity and spot it at the right time. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And I think people like you, you're kind of in the driver's seat you have to, on behalf of your company, figure out how do we use this and use this in a responsible way as quickly as we can, yes. you know, as quickly as we can do it safely. So, you know, they talk about, you know, the data scientists are very important, but I think people like you are extremely important as well because you're kind of a level up and putting in the governance that really makes this work or not. And, yeah. and work responsibly. So I think that's really it. I think cool, you're right. And and, and cool. as as data analytics, AI becomes more, I say, democratized. So you, you, yeah. you don't need to rely on people in technology so much. You don't need to be a specialist. The yeah. skill or the, the ability to exploit it is becoming more commonplace and more easily accessible by non-technical people. And yeah. I think yeah. that how we and I work with, my peers across the group to be able to harness that that input understand what they're doing what they're working on how we help them and give them instructions but also connect people across our business so there'll be many people looking at this how do i connect someone over in germany working in engineering with someone who's in the uk working in I know, the legal department who have got the same problem to challenge the same challenge uh, yeah. and they want to overcome yeah yeah that's cool for your information, there's a lot more to ogres than people think. Really need to dig deep and get to know the real you. In the real up close and personal. Hey, we're coming to the end of our podcast. We typically end the podcast on a lighter note, kind of a more personal note. And I have heard that you love to travel. Now, very appropriate given your job. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you took your first cruise last year. 
I did. Tell I did. It. Yes. Tell us about that experience, kind of the, <laughs> the arranging and the taking and the, the whole experience. So I, I do love to travel. So, so me, before kids, my wife and I, we, we used to have a, a lovely skiing holiday in the winter and a nice sun and beach holiday in the summer. Two kids later, we have to dial back our expectations a little bit more now. But but last year, we were fortunate enough to go on a TUI cruise, our very first. It was a little seven-day jaunt around the Mediterranean. Oh, great. I have to say, it, it, it was fantastic. I thoroughly recommend it to, to, to everyone. I was expecting or I had heard rumours that maybe if there's an older clientele that, that, that prefers to cruise. Yeah, but actually, yeah. it, was, it, was a, it was a very nice mix of mix of people. So young and old, children, obviously with the benefit of a cruise, you, you stop every day and you can do excursions. So yeah, so I got to, got to see some, some wonderful sights that I wouldn't normally see if I was just staying at a single location. So yeah. yeah. Definitely recommend a cruise to, to your listeners. Very, very nice. Very nice. So this has been, it's been a wonderful chat with you, Mark. Thank you. Really liked it. And, you know, I really want to reinforce one thing that you talked about. And that is that with TUI, it's all about the customer. And you collect lots of data by dint of this integrated business model. You touch the, the, the customer and they touch you in so many different places. You collect a lot of data. You get, you get great 360 views on these customers. But you also believe in, you know, safeguarding that data and, okay. and making sure that the customer gets a payoff, not just the company. So I want to congratulate your company on that cultural Thank you. background. I think it's just a great thing. And I, and I wish more companies had that same philosophy. And, and a lot do, but I think you know, it'd be great if even more do. So. Thank you very much. Thank you. How you approach data will define what's possible for your organization. Data engineers, data scientists, application developers, and a host of other data professionals who depend on the Snowflake Data Cloud continue to thrive thanks to a decade of technology breakthroughs. But that journey is only the beginning. Catch up on all the latest announcements from Snowflake Summit, including advancements with generative AI and LLMs, flexible programmability, application development, and much more. Watch now at snowflake.com slash summit slash livestream. <laughs>